Hello and welcome to Let's Train Out for this Thursday. Sunny Thursday and yeah, post mini air show. For those who made it, it was a fun weekend by at least Team Zibdiduda, hopefully by everyone else as well. So this week we've got quite a busy uh, house, so we've all got our drinks ready just to unwind. We've got Tonstar with some of the drinks. <laughs> You've got to have a drink ready, people. Tonight. <laughs> we've got uh, NJ back for this week as well. Have you got a drink? Oh. No yes. drink. Oh. Rabina. <laughs> It'll count. That's in vodka. <laughs> Um, also got <laughs> two people that probably are so uh, so worn out that they don't actually want the picture shown on. <laughs> exactly. It's about a sum of it. They still haven't recovered. They probably need some faith pills or something. I don't know. But we've got uh, Andrew. Hello. Hello. I see you haven't lost your voice. That's good. And Clinton. Hello. Hello. You haven't lost your voice either. Actually, that looks like a new logo there, Clinton, actually. Ah, do you like it? Yeah, I do. The other one, had, which had the skull in it, you, you t tended to sort of break all your quads, and I was wondering if it was like a symbolic thing. You so I've learned my lesson. I just don't fly them, and they last longer. Also, <laughs> <laughs> keep hold of them, and then they don't go walk. Um, one of the casualties from this mini air show, actually there's several casualties, um, one of them was uh, my quad went missing. Well, it went to uh, walkies anyway, it's gone for a little holiday thing. <laughs> you, I think, <laughs> Not my fault. Actually, you know what though, don't carry it on and think you got your 5 milliwatt. It's confirmed that the Foxy uh, V1 25, uh, TM25 switches um, had a little bit more power than it probably should have done. Yes. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well. I thought, I mean, it wasn't my main thing that I was going to be flying around, but I thought, I would, given the opportunity, I would check it out. And my 25 milliwatt on 25 milliwatt word was putting out close to 800 milliwatt. Wow. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Maybe, what? I don't know. Why are you racing? No, 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 I didn't fly that one at all. Clinton's got oh, one now. I was going to say. <laughs> Looking after it. No. So is this I mean, an official apology, Jay? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, not really. No, <laughs> I think after the last crash, it, really? a bomb. it was a power regulated thing. It must have been one of the recent crashes that caused that sort of amount of extra power boost. <laughs> or oh, maybe it's the other way around, actually. You know when I've been flying on, because it's one, two, and three. Maybe when I'm being on three, it's actually been on 25 milliwatt, and that's the uh, wrong way around on the... I, I don't know, but if anyone else has done some uh, extra vigorous testing on the TM25... Yeah, the, the TM25s been... have been fairly notorious. Um, the, the switches, access switches, uh, at the least race events of being fairly uh, accurate. Yeah. yeah, it's done me well, but actually the Tramp VTX is what I flew the whole weekend and that did me, did me well. So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Tramps and Unify is pretty much ubiquitous across the, all the teams now, which it does seem that way. things over mostly. But yeah, there were some people that were a bit more prepared for the team relay race. Obviously, that was one of the highlights of the weekend. Um, as in people were mixing up their uh, left-hand circular polarized to right-hand circular polarized between the beat frequencies and turning off their VTXs if they crashed, which is always good. Yeah, the smart so audio. Maybe I next think year. people got a good, uh, good usage out of the smart audio for switching off their or switching it into pit yeah, mode. Exactly. I mean, that's two, two lessons that we learned. 
was one from Tony, which is putting the transponder on the balance cable of the battery, which was kind of a no-brainer when you think about it. And the other one was a smart audio and people being able to shut down their transmitters. That was crazy. That was um, Jack mm. Ash, by the way, who um, sort of thought of that idea. So don't, it wasn't me. Jack's idea and he sorted it out for me and it's so quick and easy I mean you don't have to muck around finding a 5 volt out do you or t do any solving you can just put it in a balanced lead and you're good it was a transponder yeah, I mean, so there must be rated more than 5 volt power input even though it's, think, think I mean uh, you get only a 3.7 to 7.4 essentially if using one or two of the cells but yeah you know, it, was, it was good fun actually um i mean there's a few people that had never raced before but um they weren't on the noobs for the win team no <laughs> definitely not both the noob central teams were full of non-noobs i think what they needed in their the title was noobs comma for the win as in just calling the rest of the teams noobs and they're, they're there for the win but <laughs> so team the noobs for the win if you didn't get it uh won the team relay race uh so brett and well, the others did very well didn't they Leo Whitfield. and then there was also the the second noob central team that's uh ratty warren ben drew and simon cope actually uh, big thanks to ratty for uh sorting out the team name sing out courtesy of niall yeah, if you write uh, with gin and tonic, you'll do anything, I start here. <laughs> no, but he will sing out your team name and maybe a few extra lines. I think that's on someone's video, so I um, can't wait to check that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you go through all of them, at one point there will be some... But um, how did you... Because you're up there, I think. Sorry? Just turn there. Turn star. I think we might have... I have here what? How did Team Fossil do? Oh, sorry, I couldn't hear. How's your uh, team came, relay? We came fourth. Ah. Could have been second. We got did taken you... out. Um, we got taken out by um, me and Smokey got taken out in the same round. It was him go first, then me second, and the same guy took us both out. Uh, video issues were really bad. We couldn't see, so we couldn't fly. Well, this is all nothing. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you know what? Who knows? We don't know what happens on a uh, Let's Train Out feed. No, no. I mean, there were some of the day. I think it was some other people that were close to the area that um, were just powering on and causing problems. I mean, it wasn't on every single heat, but a few times in my heat, when I got to a certain area, I was just seeing another signal, and that wouldn't have been anyone probably from the... But I suppose that's the danger of having these events. You get all sorts of um, people powering on, and, and whether it's malicious or not, uh, nearby, sometimes people have to be very careful. And if they're flying TM25 V1s. Yeah, and I think also the changing frequencies, because uh, people were, you know, if someone crashed out and they were swapping between the two frequencies that the team had, and if it wasn't on one of the VTXs that is really quiet when it changes frequencies, then yeah, that kind of blats everyone out just for a couple of frames, which isn't fun. Um, yeah, we, we also ended up having to close the uh, 
the kind of open free flight field that's way way over on south park hidden behind a load of trees and most of a hill um but yeah there was just uh, i think it's probably only a very small minority of people that um maybe weren't on 25 milliwatts or something or maybe had another switcher or something but it seemed to be that it was kind of blatting a few people out and uh with the rotor racing the, with the relay going on quite a bit behind schedule we just ended up having to close that unfortunately just to make sure that it could try and catch up it's a bit mm. of a disappointment because we were hoping you know because we, when we did all the testing there was absolutely nothing bleeding over between them but i guess that's you know with pilots that we know are on the right frequencies and they're on the right um uh power is more more importantly and uh yeah we were hoping that we could have you know we could use the the hidden value um space to be able to have uh you know to break this hard ceiling that we have of um you know the eight channels um at any one time so that we could have more people flying um, <clears throat> with enough fpv separation but unfortunately it's not not to be so uh that was a bit of a shame but still lots of people did get a lot of flying in i think over the course of the weekend so yeah right. um, and in the other competitions as well there's because uh, the racing was all on saturday wasn't it and the sunday there's uh less issues for people with vtx but um you have the details of who won the freestyle. Do you want to share them out? One of you two, Clinton or uh, Andrew? <laughs> dum, dum, dum. No, God. well, actually, it was mine. First place was uh, Mr. Thrust, wasn't it? Uh, yep. yep. Is he in the chat? Is Mr. Thrust in the chat? I know he's sometimes in the chat. He's not in tonight, I don't think, but well done. He's, he's yeah. off enjoying his winnings. <laughs> well, I think he looked pretty chuffed, actually, with the. Uh, the Brit the, the, uh, Riot. Uh, camera from Hydro. Actually, we do have one uh, of the as well in the chat. The, the who won the tightest build? If you've ever had the you know fortune of seeing Clegg's builds, he takes meticulous care and attention, including covering all the wires with braiding. Um, Oh, well done. I know. And I mean, the downside for him, what a lot of people don't get to see is every time he needs to change something or fix something or whatever, it's a lot more work <laughs> than just exposing the top and seeing the wires. He has to take his quad tights down. I've seen his quads so many times, but never actually looked at them. But when, when he actually put it up and you look at it and you look inside, you're like, wow, how much effort has gone into to braid in all these cables and stuff. And he wasn't even going to put that quad up. He, he wanted to put, um, I think he was a comedian. And then we made him put the weaver up. And the, the weaver won, won. So, but credit due. Credit due. Yeah. And with the blue theme, he does always keep the, the theme of blue on his uh, on his uh, weaver. Unfortunately, on his chameleon, which is all sorts of colors, he can't actually do that. But then I suppose that's indicative of what a chameleon should be like yes. in colorful. Yeah. Um, and besides, after a day of racing, mine might, even if I started off in a worthy category, mine wouldn't have ended up as a cleanest build anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good fun event, though. It's a shame NJ didn't make it down, gallivanting probably elsewhere in the country. Well, we, yes. I think NJ come down, he would have taken that, um, that uh, uh, oh. first place, I reckon. 
Yeah. For the freestyle. Do you know what? what? I'm I'm never. Do you know why I'm never doing a freestyle event again? (laughs) Firstly, because (laughs) I've won one, and now I can retire. Uh, (laughs) Second of all, Andrew, whatever happened to my medal? Where did my medal go? Uh, Turn up, so I couldn't give it to you. (laughs) Okay, so as long as it's safe, I presume. I presume you've taken it away to get it laser engraved and all the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Can can you laser engrave chocolate gold medals? I don't know. I would have been happy with that, actually. More, more, more these days, actually, MJ. I think you'd want it spray painted some color like white, or added loads of LEDs to it. Because I've seen you've you've uh, you've been uh, playing a lot with the your builds, adding lights and spray painting them, coloring them in. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, they do look amazing. Is my video actually working or not? Because I seem to have an apocalyptic no. white screen on mine. No, it's just I just white. see you're uh, flying a plane, sort of picture. Um, um, yeah, my video's wigging out. I might try and join and rejoin so I can show you some some interesting things. But yes, I have been meticulous. With, the, the more time I've spent sort of really going to town on the builds, which which I have with this latest uh, build series I did on the Beast X, the, uh, the more precious I am when it comes to flying it, which is bad for your flying. You don't want <laughs> to be incredibly precious about the quad you fly, but I'm sure once I've uh, dug it in the ground or into a tree, once that will wear off and I'll start flying it like I stole it again. Um, no way, in fact, Bruno says, uh, like NJ will crash his new white girls quad. <laughs> <laughs> white girls quad. Yeah, uh, uh, the comments I saw on the Everyone listening, Laura's listening, Neil's listening from iDrone Gigawatts, Screen Patches, mm-hmm. Bruno Scott, no, Bruno's in the chat, Jules is Where's in the chat, Clegger, have I said Clegger? Oh yeah, actually, that was the other thing. My glasses still have a, a little bit of glue on there, but I haven't actually been to the petitions. I haven't even unloaded my car, but the glasses, thanks to Jack, have stuck together. And I made it back in one piece. That was the main thing. Someone, 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 uh, so, someone put them on a hay bale, didn't they, Jay? <laughs> well, yeah, which was not uncommon in a, a race environment whilst I was putting on my goggles. But then someone sat on them, didn't they, Clinton? <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. It was. It was a hundred percent. I mean, I had to bend the back I had, I had to bend the frames back and glue them back together, but hey, no hard feelings, dude. It's all, it's all part of the Sorry. fun and the excitement that was actually running around. And I think the, the team relay heats, because you had two chances essentially to get around and, and score laps, um, as soon as someone crashed out, so uh, someone might jump up into the hay bale and start racing, but we had a few casualties. <laughs> Lovely. Well did, what place did you come, you, you, you guys? Uh, not last. No. I mean, I we started off pretty bad. No, we came third and fourth You got last. 12 points. Yeah. So um, got, that's like uh, joint 12th. Well, towards the, the end, we started off reasonably well, and then we, we managed to get a few laps in between a few of us towards the end. But you had quite issues, didn't you, Clinton? So uh, the transponder got ripped off and pulled my five volt rail out of the quad. And uh, yeah, that was yeah. a game over. Yeah. Game over so. yeah. But that, I, it was surprisingly fun. And I, I recommend if, you, if, if, if by chance Rotor Racing ever want to do the. <laughs> do it again. We could never take them in the Because it may not have happened a, a fourth. Well, it's third time, isn't it? Yeah. 
It was amazing. Wow. It's a real team building exercise, I think. Maybe maybe companies should send send all their uh, staff out to do it. Well, the other thing is, it forced, it meant a lot of people were chatting because you're marshalling with other teams they may not have actually otherwise spoken with. So, actually, it's a good um, social aspect of, of racing, in you know, for for larger numbers of pilots. Um, I enjoyed it. I like I like the team building bit, the bit of the team. Do you yeah. think it would work if there was only one frequency per team? I think it would be better if there was less teams uh, in uh, w one go. If everybody had smart audio and they could shut down their um, their video transmitter, then I think one one um, um, one channel would be fine. Making people all do at least one lap proves it tricky, and that's why you needed the two frequencies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think on a lap basis, or even a team relay where one person from each team gets that one assigned channel and tries to do the laps against somebody maybe else. Just, or maybe just two teams instead of four, which would still be eight people. Yeah. I don't know. I'd... It's something, something to think about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it's 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 tough because it's not a standard thing. But credit to Rotor Racing, uh, Eric and Craig on the day did an amazing job. Um, yeah, we do have a, a survey uh, for. It's really quick. It's like two questions, I think, on there, and maybe three. Paste yeah. that link. Yeah, if you could, if anyone that went or would be thinking of going or has some ideas or anything like that, uh, if you chuck it in that survey. Um, that'd be good. Uh, quite a few people have mentioned on there um, yeah. the, the idea of maybe if it was some team rate relay format, maybe moving the frequencies about and the pits about um, just so that there's less uh, interference between different teams. So maybe one of the, I think uh, one of the suggestions was having it like instead of being uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, it'd be uh would be like three four seven eight uh one two five six something like that so that it's it's a bit more separation between the different pits that are neighboring um so any suggestions from that level of detail up to have a shower block just anything clear view Receivers to use for the day, because <laughs> quite a few Clearview systems there, weren't there? Actually, yeah, there um, were quite a few. Yeah, yeah, it was good fun, and actually, a couple of happy to Tricky needs some help. I think everyone who's been asking the thing, welcome, Tricky. One of the flies around here. Actually, oh, I, I, I must admit, uh, Neil from iDrone. Um, it's always a pleasure to try and teach someone to fly fixed wing. And actually, on the, the Sunday afternoon, I've never seen so many wing crashes in my life. However, you did start to get the hang of it. Um, you and Art, sort of, that was fun to see. In fact, there was quite a few wings there this year and stuff. I still haven't got one. I need to get mine. I've, I've got two, neither of which I've flown for more than 30 seconds. Um, yeah. I need to get them out again and get them going. Maybe next year we'll have a wing race. 
Well, we were hoping to have a demonstration from the Wing Racing League this year, but I think in the high winds, Warren really, really tried on the Friday evening, but it was it was a, a struggle. And I, I think uh, twenty mile an hour wind, wasn't it? It was really yeah, strong. Um, so with with you know with everyone being there, and they they're still working on how they're going to run their racing. So you know, it's very early developments conditions and with the schedule running quite late anyway it was that it didn't happen um so that's again it would, it, on the say? sunday afternoon there was loads of wing, wings flying about um on sunday yeah yeah, yeah there's christy and uh dan uh who was it there was also the i think the peters brothers were there Flying wings, there were loads of people flying wings uh, up and down the, the main strip at Hidden Valley. Um, yeah, and it was beautiful weather. It was quite still. It was very sunny. It was pretty much like last year on Sunday afternoon when we were clearing up. Um, yeah, so that's that's when I got my half a battery in. Wow. <laughs> Glad you at least got to fly something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you were unfortunately in the wild goose chases and everything, and, uh, and I saw you in a high <laughs> bacon in the sun. Yep, yep, high vis running around, trying to keep everything. It was like, where's, where's Andrew? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, Clinton? I was going to say, it was like, where, where's Andrew? <laughs> uh, right. I was going to say, where's Wally, but I thought that might be insulting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I felt really bad for you because you were you were literally left, right, and centre. You just you couldn't you couldn't be in enough places at one one time. It's crazy. No, that's definitely uh, something I'd say for next year. Is it needs to be? I mean, we we had a, a few things to come up you know come up against that meant that we tried to keep the the team small so that we could stay. I think I think the uh, euphemistic term is agile, but um, yeah, I think with things being a bit clearer for next year i hope um a bigger team earlier on would work out really nicely so if anyone does feel like uh spending some time keeping mini air show team mini air show thing going please do get in touch because we need more than i mean there was like two of us on the day that knew the plan i think um which do you want to give a shout out to everyone and yeah the... yeah i should definitely i i just posted up um a big thanks so i will go through all the thank yous so obviously dom started team mini air show um so big thanks to voice of doom uh, as well for coming and djing and getting all the pa stuff sorted um and organizing uh getting all the stuff on site getting hold of tony and bradders and digby dan and getting you all to bring all the stuff down um and thank you you three so much for getting the stuff here and getting it away again and just thumbs up solving so many problems um yeah thank you very much um obviously martin carr and uh the rest of the people on the farm who Got the sheep out of the way and let us use the land and sorted everything out. Um, Neil, who's in the chat, I believe, 
uh, from our drone, i-drone.co.uk, um, and Martin at Fossil Stuff, they came along and they definitely injected the money to get the event going, and they came along and were brilliant at keeping everyone flying with all the spares and everything. Um, and Gavin, Craig, Nal, and Terry, um, getting the, the team relay going, um, putting all the time into to making sure all the pilots, even even the ones that made some boo-boos on the transponders, they could all fly and get the laps counted. So thank you very much for, for that. Align tracks for coming along and taking a look at, at the weather. And you know they've had the helis on show and they were bringing their nitro and electric cars around and bombing them up and down and making a big cloud of dust. And that was good fun to watch. Um, I'm sorry the weather didn't work out well for that, for, for the for the heli displays, but there we go. Um, uh, and for all this to happen, having uh, Gary Gavin and uh, Rich Smythe, um, it, it wouldn't have been set up without those two guys. Uh, we'd have been, I think, still sitting around trying to work out what to do and <laughs> for, for a few things and, and they solved massive problems and just absolutely machined their way through um, setting uh, setting up the site. Uh, we wouldn't have had all the cones without uh, Tony and uh, Philip who lent the uh, cones to us. Um, we wouldn't have had the, the solar racing um, go quite as smoothly without Carlos uh, stepping in and giving us a hand. So big Thank thanks to, to Carlos there. Um, Jay, Julie, and Clegger in the in the chat as well. Thank you very much for, for clearing up um, and helping out with all that. Uh, we were all well and truly knackered at that point and, and having people go through the fields and clear everything up and chuck it all in the trailer. Um, I think we'd have been there all night if we were doing it. So thank you very much for that. Um, Gary and the 23rd Brighton Scouts. I mean, we, we would have gone hungry and, and thirsty and we would not have made it through the weekend, I think, without them providing the food and water. And I hope they get to, they, they got enough out of that to go on their, their trip next month that they were fundraising for. So hopefully that all awesome. went well. All and I can say. Thank you, Frank and Vince. And thank yourselves. Uh, all, yeah. all, the, all the families that came along with the pilots and all the spectators that came to watch and all the people that wandered through and thought, oh, this is a bit weird. Thank you for coming <laughs> along and having a good time, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's it was good fun. Um, Absolutely and I didn't accurate. have to do any first aiding either, which is a perfect thing. Yeah. 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 Zero first aiding is always good. <laughs> Zero first aiding. Overall, it's successful. I was going to say a, a, another shout out to um, Gav Ferry as well, who was like Mr. Motivator, especially oh, on Friday, like their first thing in the morning. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Do you know it's not Gavin anymore? It's Gary. Everyone <laughs> needs to call him Gary from now on. Gary. Gary. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to call Mr. Motivator. It's Gary. It was also quite refreshing to chat with uh, Gavin about cookbooks over the campfire. 
it's not something you usually get to talk about <laughs> a joint thing. Not the standard type of cookbook, but and it's night it's night quad as well. I, I did get a, a quick cheeky battery on his night quad uh, quad with the uh, IR. Um, oh, the IR blaster, yeah. That feels amazing. Like I, I'm I'm so looking out for one of those, but I think um, I think they're a bit hard to get hold of at the moment. But as soon as they come back up, I'm, I'm straight on it. So Gav did actually bring down some uh, funky light strobing uh, gates that set up for a night course, actually. Yeah, his, his version, was it version two or version three of those now? I think it's version, yeah. I, I'm not sure, version number. Um, but we were chatting a little bit about radio links and stuff to see what we can do. Because I think the Wi-Fi 2.4 was causing a few issues for people. So maybe oh, the, really? next event, the next event is there, hopefully. If, and we're both, he, he cost me money. Basically, we were chatting post airshow, and I have ordered some 433 megahertz stuff. So, hopefully, I have a tinker to see if we can actually make that even better. So, Gab. Well, like some Zigbees or something. Awesome to see that, actually. And actually, you're a, a, the entertainer, and so always up and at it. So, thank you. Yeah. So, when's the next event then? Is anyone planning any? Because <laughs> it's only the start of summer almost. LDO event, isn't it? That's 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 unknown yet. Next month. It can't it's be next really month. Yeah. July. It's this weekend, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think we're gonna do something, but it's gonna be like more of a gonna set up a track and just like a flight festival where you can just come down and say hello to all us lot and just come and have a fly basically for the weekend and, the, and camp. That may be the that may be the time when we do the twenty four hour live let's join up feed. That makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah, we will and uh, we need people ready to stay up at night, running amok with flying quads late night. So don't, don't expect it to be a necessarily family sleep friendly, but <laughs> it should be something fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, events any, any I ideas on that coming up. There's uh, the quads club uh, are getting going, I believe. So next week weekend, I think there's a first event of the year. I think. Um, there's uh, we're not that far away from Sumner's Ponds, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's yeah, in the, to that. yeah, about a month's time. Summer's so, what Ponds. is the date of that? Because is it the week before Western? Yes, yeah, so Sumner's Ponds is 10th and 11th of June, and Western Park is, I believe, 16th, 17th, 18th, possibly just 16th and 17th. And I, and I think. Western Park um, to get in opens tonight at eleven. Yes, oh. that's a thing. Yes, and yeah, I think it's, in like it's, six, I think it's sixty pounds. I think it's quite dear. Yeah, and Sumner's Pond I might be able to make to because I didn't think I, I knew there was one event I couldn't make it to because I'm away overseas. But Sumner's Pond I'm hoping you get to, and so that's your current thing that you always look forward to. That's two people that yeah. said that. Sumner's Ponds is amazing. It's so relaxed, and yeah, there's just is. you can just go wander around all the other things that are going on because it's not just drones, it's not just flying. There's RC cars and boats, and loads, wow. yeah, loads of stuff going on, and it's just good fun. Um, and it's in this really uh, gleaming, spanking, uh, Spanking, spiffing, spiffing, spiffing <laughs> um, upmarket uh, campsite. That's that's usually all um, 
like uh what's it called like fishing clean particular fishing fishing it clean yeah it's so just showers they've got proper like bathrooms and showers yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's absolutely glamping definitely glamping. Water available yeah um so but it's, it's really just nice a, it's really just a nice relaxed fun fun time it's just really fun with yeah your mates it's great yeah. it was the first a, um, a drl event coming up soon as well yes i yeah, bought tickets you... for that because did you I'm, how much they were quite expensive yeah. to be honest but it's it's just in time for my birthday so i'm like i'll go for that so alexandra palace right yeah ali pally 13th of june which I think I'm away so from as well. In between Sumner's Ponds and Western Park. So that's going to be like a, a very droney couple of weeks. Yeah, or at least a couple of weekends in a week. Well, let's do ours just after that. Let's make <laughs> no. no <not>. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it rolling. Um, yeah. There's also being pushed at the moment the IFP event um, inside FPV. So that's Ratty's event. Um, that is, where is it? It's Wokingham. And they actually have uh, a calendar of events coming up, don't they, actually? In fact, yeah, IFPV is definitely the place to go if you want to get hold of um, FPV events. Um, and that's inside. Yeah, their calendar is really good. Uh, pretty much everyone just sticks it up on there because it's really helpful, really nice. It puts them all up on there and keeps track of all the scores. So if you're really following mm. the sports, then that's the place to go. Um, yeah. So someone we've not heard a lot from anything from tonight, or well, not much, is NJ. We haven't got your video, so you can't show and show us and tell us, but you can tell us what you've been working on and stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. I finished my epic three-part build series on the Ready Eddy Beast SX, which um, so broke your soldering. Yeah, I, to be honest, well, the, the thing that broke my solder, broke, it didn't break my soldering iron, my soldering iron just couldn't keep up, should I say, is the, uh, the, the, the beta flight board. Um, and there's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to follow as much as I can with the development of what's happening with that. But the biggest problem it has is this, this issue of not having thermal reliefs on it. And because it's one to six S ready and it's got the PDB, the current sensor, the OSD, everything's on it. And it's absolutely got an enormous copper pour over the board. It's just um, unfortunately incredibly good at dissipating your soldering iron heat. And what uh, board PCB designers will normally do is to put thermal reliefs around each pad, which stop the heat dissipating and escaping. So you can just heat up that pad without it dissipating to the rest of the ground rail and through your battery wires and what else. So yeah, it was a real pig to solder any of the grounds to. I mean, it was in excess of 400 450 degrees c on the iron to get um so, to, to get pins melting uh, which is a, a hell of a lot but um yeah now it's all up and working and flying um i'll have some footage up of this thing flying soon i'm very impressed with it yeah the uh, stretch text which is obviously a kind of an h configuration really is uh is great yeah i'm liking it a lot and that's really white emacs isn't it Yes, those are the 2400 kV uh, Emacs whites. Uh, I'm not going to form an opinion on those till I've put at least sort of 15, 20 batteries through them, but um, the early impressions how, are good. How is your flight time from early? It's pretty similar. As as you as you it's similar to the Cobras. As as you've got some glue. Okay. That's all I can say. I hope, I hope you've got some glue in, Jay. 
Yeah, <laughs> do you know what? You could. I mean, we could have this same argument about um, team motors. You know, there's some people that absolutely love those, and I can show you a load of people who rip their hair out because the bells keep separating from them. You know. Um, in some some cases people just get unlucky i mean emacs have always made very very strong motors uh, i've got i've never had an emacs motor uh that wasn't robust but um you know d these things are subtly revised as they they come out and this is again one of those things you know if you're an early adopter to new technology and you know that's a occupational hazard for me when i'm reviewing all of this stuff i get v1s of everything and sometimes yeah. i get sent stuff pre-production so um, and we're, as reviewers, we're sent this pre-production stuff out so that we can flag up the problems and it can get fixed before point of release. Um, uh, Emacs did have that with their early ESCs, the first sort of proper brushless uh, BL Heli S ESCs they released had terrible desyncing issues, um, which they then fixed, and and so things went on. But yeah, these these Emacs motors are good. They're not from what I've, I've probably done about six or seven packs through them now i don't feel i'm not sure i've got them propped correctly yet but they don't feel quite as powerful as my cobras the 2207 2450s which are just monsters um but they are very very good um so i'm going to experiment with the props a bit before i give some feedback on them but yeah they're they're, they're a lovely motor so yeah cool. I did actually think so close to buying some a set ago, but they were actually pre-release ones, and actually based on that, I think they, yeah. I guess it's like PlayStations, you don't always get the first generation, but yeah. I, I wouldn't mind trying them at some point, but I am so happy with my Cobra. Oh, old is gold. All my old Emacs are brilliant, and all the new ones, I've seen people having problems. Same yeah, well, the things have, things have changed in the design as well. Obviously, they're using hollow shafts now, and there's, there's, you know, people love or hate hollow shafts. And um, from a service standpoint, they're much easier to 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 deal with because you've got you can then afford to put a screw in the bottom instead of a C clip. They're actually stru structurally stronger uh, for the uh, same uh, or for for an equivalent weight or uh, amount of material, um, but. Yeah, like I said, they're, they're, all these little design revisions will will have their pluses and their minuses. But you know, I'll 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 reserve judgment until I've um, piled it into some stationary objects a few times. <laughs> but I mean, the beta flight board. I, I'm so impressed with the on-screen display and being able to change all the settings within. Now that that is yeah, that is that is probably the thing I love the most um, about this beta flight board. I mean, it's flying great. Three one seven D term type on PT one and notch one or two removed. It's flying beautifully. There is absolutely no question about that. Um, but yeah, the standout feature with the smart audio from a TVS Unify race. Um, just being able to stay in the goggles, land, change my PIDs, change my VTX channel and power, um, see your RSSI all the time and just move stuff around we want because it's got that minimum SD chip straight on it. That stuff is, is great. The only thing that I would say is a bit of a pain in the ass um, is the current sensor because you need to calibrate it unlike what I found to be very good and accurate current sensors on the Matek boards, this one needs calibrating. And there is only one way to calibrate the current sensor on a beta flight board, and that is to strap your quad down with the props on. Are you nervous yet? Um, yes. And 
and sit yeah and and sit there and do some thrust tests and use a, a an amp clamp meter around the battery and actually get a good accurate measurement of the current that way and compare it to what you're seeing on screen at say one amp at one end of the scale and then you know higher thrust at the other end of the scale so that's uh i mean that's just bought lake really but you know i, you know, I will have to get that calibrated uh, in the fixed wing uh, days usually when um I used to probably do more power readings of my uh, setup. Mm -hmm. I guess because it was more important in the earlier days of electric. But sort of, you know, it's only come about with the uh, OSDs really recently that people actually check how much they're drawing. I think it's it's more for, it's more of a tool for me at the end of a flight to see what I want to see, the stats I want to see. I want to see the most amps that it pulled on a, on any particular motor and prop because um, that's useful data. I want to see the minimum voltage the battery sag to, because um, that's useful data. And I want to know, and fairly accurate, accurately, how much I've pulled out the pack, so that I know exactly when to land despite the flight timer. Yeah. So if I know I've pulled the right amount out, I know that's the time to land. Um, and in the minute, yeah, that, that that unfortunately is the uh, the bit that you know I've got to calibrate it. So I might do a video on it with me behind a giant perspex screen or something. Instead of having the props on, could you just run the motors without props on and just break, no, you don't break it with your the fingers? They're not working. It, it's actually it's spinning the prop according to the thrust. Applied is what talk with your fingers, like gripped the, the bell <laughs> slightly. What, what, all four? You need to... <laughs> turn your quad upside down. Turn your quad upside down. Down on the ground against the concrete. Uh, no, sir, are you doing it? No, you just do all of them at the same time because you need the one. current. You need yeah, the current exactly. on all four. Different? Exactly. So it's doing it for all four. So as long as you apply some, as long as one of them is drawing some current, and you you're plotting that, then you'll be calibrating it for current generally. You well, the other the other way you can do it is just to get point. an actual spinner, like a, a replacement, just like a little bar with two weights on it. If you get me yeah. something that you can put there that won't generate any lift or something that will just uh, add some exactly. some torque to the to like, motor that's what you do when you're you're testing other sorts of motors um you yeah, just have a do when you're nuts. just anything that that creates some friction against it yeah it's not as exciting though is it andrew you know i, I like it nj nj hold them with yeah. your fingers and power them up <laughs> yeah oh god i want to see can you video. you don't have to stall it you just have to have some you know as long as it's not you're, basically, you're looking for two ends of the scale because you've you've yeah. got the offset and you've got the uh the scale and they're two yeah, different as long things as you grip it slightly differently and as long as you've marked what it says and what it should be saying then yeah you, you, you go between one amp and then about 30 amps you should be able to calibrate it fairly successfully you're not that far away maybe we need another three volunteers and well two because uh, you can all hold one each but as long as one of them's oh, drawing God. current, that's all you're doing is you're measuring current for it. <laughs> that's a good idea. Stupid suggestion. TV in the chat has said, why don't you put the props upside down so it sucks it down to the floor? Yes, that's perfectly mm -hmm. good. Uh, yeah, uh, less less eventful way of, of doing it as well. Yeah, very good yeah. suggestion. Well done, Scotty. Just hot glue the quad to the table. I've seen hot people. Um, I've seen people <laughs> pitching with their um, with their. Um, quad strapped between like chairs yeah that's so quite like... an old school way of doing things that um oh, yeah, yeah you, you could it'll give you a rough idea i think um 
it's uh the thing is you're only really tuning it in low rpm uh if you do that kind of string method and you, you're not really putting into effect all the the kind of induced airflow stuff that you get when the quad's flying around but yeah you can you can do it that way on a bit of string around the point of rotation uh, i want to say that yeah i'm not doing any of this by the way guys so uh, <laughs> Stop trying. What about the upside down <laughs> sucking it to the floor thing? I think that's quite a good. Yeah, one. that's probably like the most sensible way. I want to see that video. NJ, yeah. it took uh, Niall a G and T, probably a triple, from uh, with the help of Ratty. So massive thanks to you, Ratty, for organising someone who had that to, to basically sing out a song. So everyone has a price in alcohol. What, everyone has a price in alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right, actually. <laughs> What's your tipple of choice? I probably have to be rum. I'm a Caribbean guy. What can I say? I've got a okay, dark or a light rum. A dull dark rum. Absolutely. No, 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 dark rum. Right there Not we go. Caribbean dark rum. We're going to get him to hold these uh, uh, things, but I suppose that is one side of it. But you're still going to once you're calibrated, you'll be able to get all your character and stuff. Um, yeah, it's just it's useful data, and uh, the the point is, I mean, even if it's not particularly perfect it still gives you some reference if you start trying out different props and different batteries um so you know all of that that stuff but i, I find that 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 summary stuff very useful uh, because i'm constantly testing different stuff out um so but the one that works great out of the box every time for me has been those uh if you do if you don't run an all-in-one board is the maytech hub osd se that is um just a fantastic PDB, great current sensor, shows you just what you need on the uh, OSD and gets out the way when you arm and then just showing you the very minimum of what you need and then right at the end gives you a summary and you don't have to do any programming, it just it's there and it works. I, I mean, that's I, the, the same as the Fox Ear camera. Have you seen this Fox Ear camera? You just put the uh, one wire onto the PDB and it works pretty well. Yeah, you're just getting with the Foxer camera. You're getting um, yeah. I reviewed reviewed a couple of those recently, and you get um, you get the voltage. The nice thing with the Foxer over the Swift, even though if I was given a choice, I'd probably go with the Swift over the Foxer because it's an aluminium case, which is a pain. Is you can actually adjust the to a decimal place the voltage scale. So if you run a multimeter into your battery and then look at your OSD voltage, if they differ on the Foxer, you can adjust. That voltage to match um, which you can't do on the Swift so that's that's a cool thing um, the only thing that is a bit of a pain because it's not sensing any kind of current and it doesn't know when you're armed and when you're not the, the minute you power the quad on the flight timer starts so yeah, it it's sort of useless really that, on that that well the time is a little bit annoying but the I, I find my uh, voltage uh, sensor works pretty pretty spot on yeah no the, 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 only, the, only when you when you've come down out of a punch out and you level out and you think oh okay i'm all right i can go again yeah well, once it's once the voltage is you give you a better idea of where you are but I'd, I'd still be probably flying to a timer for uh, for safety purposes yeah i mean well it all went out the window when i was trying to do uh when i was getting a few laps in a, at the relay race i think it dropped down to 10 it landed and then it gave me my video back <laughs> Yeah, I think Why you probably went too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, so I mean you've also been adding the, you've been trying out that chroma LED and I did see the LEDs on that and it does look pretty sweet. 
It's awesome. Yeah, I've got some liners. I went out this afternoon to do some more flying, so I'm going to edit something together. But um, we got some nice line of sight shots of the chroma system and yeah it's it's really nice my only complaint with that chroma board is the actual regulator and pcb itself um the flat side of it which is the bit you want to put a sticky pad on to mount it somewhere has the button on it um mm. whereas the kind of bulbous unmountable side of it um obviously doesn't have the button on it so it's it, it's a it's a kind of on, on most of these type builds we've got less and less room to actually put things like that somewhere so that's that's my only downside but the, the actual functionality of the chroma kit and the patterns and what have you are brilliant it's really really good led system um welcome to brian till i fly he's been in the chat room a little while mentioning saggy nun tony you know more about saggy nuns if you watch my <laughs> video we've done a little song about saggy nun do you want to do it give us a rendition now no, not well, no. Well, well, oh, it's a shame we don't have NJ's lights, so we could turn it on, and then we've got some lighting as well. I, I, I need I need Rich on the guitar, and I need him um, as he's the main singer. I was just back up, and oh. we were both, and we were drunk. <laughs> like I said, but he was he up. was more he was uh, worse for wear. I think he'd done a bottle of cider, a bottle of red wine, and um, what's that? Green horrible drink, Jägermeister, and a bottle yeah. of that. He was absolutely trashed. Where's this That's video, then, Tony? Yeah, we need um, to see that. We get a link in the chat for everyone. <laughs> the Tone Star One YouTube. All right, see if I can find it quickly for everyone. Chat amongst yourselves. Up in the middle of the night, weren't you, Tony? <laughs> is the Chroma LED the uh, driver? Is that the one from Core Concept? Yeah, it's two uh, mates of uh, Richard, uh, um, HPI guy. It's two of his mates that have uh, Brett came up with it. Matt, isn't it? I that's the, yeah, that's it. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. They, those guys put that together. But um, yeah, it's a nice, a nice little kit. It comes with some really nice trunking for the LEDs as well, um, which is probably worth a mention in the kit um, that just protects them and makes them a little bit easier to mount. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're good. Yeah, one thing I was tempted by, but it's probably a silly idea, is you can now get four millimeter wide addressable LEDs, so you can run it on the outside of four mil carbon. But fixing it to four mil carbon like that is pretty tricky. Mm. Yeah, maybe we'll start to see them. But you actually, it was uh, like a two-part epoxy or something, couldn't you? Yeah, that sounds so permanent. <laughs> I mean, some people would be very happy. I think even Gavin would be very happy that I used to attach my the ends of them. I mean, we're talking about a couple of years ago with hot glue, and you could lick, smooth it out, and it looked pretty cool. But as soon as you crash hard, you had to like heat it up with a lighter to get it to stick again. But I don't know. There's something. I mean, you can you, low exposure stuff and quads flying through the sky. You can get some pretty interesting photos uh, when quads lit up. Doing funky stuff. In fact, actually, from the very first show of Let's Drone Out, we had that, just that exact same thing. That was from the hot glue quadcopter LED. But I've always liked the fact that when they light up, they, it's good for people to see them. Yeah. They look even cooler. You know, they just look like they are a bit more space age, flashing lights in the sky. And other races probably like it, but yeah. LED are quads, people. LED them. Yeah. So I, the next I, I event, we'll have a... 
most lit up in style quadcopter that still flies for over two minutes. Do you know what I want to see? I just I want to see someone stick some black light LEDs. I'm pretty sure you can get them uh, onto their quads and then use some UV reactive paint all over it. Um, that, or UV make for a on the props on the props. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you have them facing up on the arms, that illuminate the props really well. Um, yeah, that would be quite cool. That needs to be. You have a totally neon quad, giving people like uh, you know sunburn when you get too close to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh. Challenge for Sumners. Yeah, well, it's not long now, is it? It's a month. Yeah, to get to get tinkering in your backyards, people. That'll go quick. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um. What other news has been happening? Nothing for me. I haven't actually even checked the news. It's been a blur since this weekend. Um. NJ, have you checked any news and, and stuff? Um. No, I haven't. I haven't really been uh, keeping up with uh, who's done naughty things I'm with waiting quads or. I'm waiting for the new Legend uh, camera to come out, the 4K one. Uh, now that is being sent to me um, on the, I think my unit ships on the 18th of this month. Um, so I should get it that following week to check out. Now, even though it's back to that slightly flat style camera, which will immediately get a boo and hiss from everyone who prefers the cube mount. Oh, hiss. There it is. Um, it does. It does have super. Uh, does have super view. Though I suggest no one says anything or advertises that because GoPro will come after them and shut them down. No, um, no, it has white funky ultra view or something. I think it's not called super view. <laughs> yeah, fantastic view. view. Yeah, yeah. More in your face view. <laughs> yeah, more stuff to look at view. Um, yeah. So apparently, it, it looks to me from the specs to have all the same. It's, it's a session five in terms of its functionality, 4K, 30 FPS, uh, 2.7 at 60, um, and then all the, the SuperView supported resolutions as well. So um, I'm interested to see it. And more interestingly, I want to know what the weight is because it looks like it's going to be light. Um, and that's a good thing. So yeah, well, we shall see. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm very yeah. interested to see that, especially now that Runcam's in trouble. Um, we're going to have to see what else is out there. The one thing that I like about GoPro over the other ones thus far, including Runcam of the original, the Mobius, the Yi, is that they generally survive and still record in heavy crashes. And I find mm. that most other cameras other than uh, GoPro don't seem to do that. They either lose the last 10 seconds, or they might even cut off sometimes, you know, a good amount of time before the crash. Yeah, I've, I've had it. I had it once with the run cam, but that was before an update was issued, so it might be fixed. Do you know what the interesting thing that I found, and it was actually something that Bruce uh, Simpson mentions in one of his recent reviews, when uh, it was his weekly news where he's talking about the uh, the GoPro um, lawsuit against, you know, specifically them picking on run cam, is, um, is the fact that why have they, why now and why why run cam is it they're clearly making an example of them. I mean I mean look how many copies there are of the original GoPro shape down to the same LCD screen placement the button placement the dimensions people like other Chinese companies putting out these cameras that were like the original GoPro shape designed and advertised as being out of fit inside GoPro waterproof housings and blah 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 so there's 
what hundreds of those companies out there and GoPro haven't gone after any of those guys but specifically they've decided to target and make an example of Runcam so I don't know it's all it I don't know not only Everyone that I mean on this point road were the first I believe yeah, I don't know what the result of that lawsuit was or whether it was settled out of court or I'd have to do a bit of reading to try and find out. But yeah, it's just interesting that despite the hundreds of stuff of products out there that copy GoPro shapes for years, why all of a sudden have they, they picked on Runcam? I mean, they're a company that obviously feel a little bit under threat and the karma probably didn't do as well as it should have. Um, <laughs> maybe it's... Uh, a bit of a backed into a corner thing, you know, speculation. Of course. The thing is as well, I mean, if they just stuck to making cameras, then they do pretty well. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how their uh, 360 camera pans out, pardon the pun. But, um, <laughs> Very good. I think that uh, yeah, and also the, the session uh, or uh, another six, six series, I believe, uh, fall this year, they were saying. So they've already announced a, a camera and then the, the next series on. So I think that's just what they need to concentrate on. Yeah, I agree. Um, wouldn't it be ironic if GoPro went to a flat style Mobius form factor? Yeah, <laughs> Big shout out to Gary, who's just joined the chat. What's up, Gary and Unite course? If anyone don't know, I... Gary is Gav, but we all call him Gary from now on. I got your mention earlier on your congratulations. <laughs> well done, Mr. Frost. And thanks for making an effort to you guys all coming down from Scotland. Binary throttle. I was I was thinking it was binary ther uh, therapy. I don't know why. Uh, uh, Gav. Sorry, Gary. <laughs> that, that's better, Jay. How about you? Oh dear. Yeah. That was, you know, the, the best thing about the event is the amount of people that turn up, how, how cool everyone is and, and different and friendly and, and just to see everyone mucking and, and help out and, and actually have a good time. It was awesome. It was. NJ, you'll have to try and come to the next one next year. Mini Air Show. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've, I've, I always try to get as many of these events as I can. It just uh, sadly didn't work out, but it looks like you had a... Uh, made up for it with more than enough fun from the uh, pictures and antics that I saw. It looked like a right blast. Yeah, well, actually, now you're part yeah, of the LDO crew. You have to turn up to the LDO the night, The night fire was an epic. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely be up for that. I've got a good night set up, so I'd, uh, I would do that. But, yeah, of course, I'll be at the LDO one without a doubt. Um, so, uh, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. You heard it here first. That's his last <laughs> parting words. Bring it on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, we're coming up to the hour, actually. Um, one thing I forget to do every week, and this is for the Thursday night show where we all started, it, it, it's uh, a show where we started off many, 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 many years ago, or about a year and a half, um, which is just a collective mix of people. It's the thoursdaynightshow.com. Check it out. Dumb, uh, Doom does his uh, dad step over there. There's a few others. I've got a show next week, by the way. So after this show does end, Feel free to show some support and swamp the chat room with the flyers over at thethursdaynightshow.com. Guaranteed, it goes until early hours of the morning. So if you've got to be up early, you know, listen to discretion is advised. <laughs> Have you been to uh, dadstep.com? Well, yeah, that's uh, a new channel. It's <laughs> dadstep, which is mixing sort of dad's music, anything from 
Pink Floyd, the Beatles, and, and all sorts of stuff with some jungle. And <laughs> it's actually something to behold. So I think his show is in a couple of weeks. I don't know when it is. And it's a big good shout fun. out to our sponsor, uh, Fossil Stuff, uh, for always um, sponsoring this show and sponsoring um, our SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. You, if you missed the show, you can catch up on there because we get it edited and put it up on uh, SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. So check it out. Yeah. And actually, Martin, it was great to see you this weekend. It was good to see you at these events. Yeah. It was. They put in some hard work. Me and Martin put up, oh, put up all the all the From the very start to the very end. Yeah. 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 We've destroyed his, his uh, gates and flags. In fact, the most beautiful uh, destruction of a gate was where someone flew past and cut, and it just fell down like a ribbon. It was amazing <laughs> to see. I mean, they took a beating. Those gates and flags. They did take a beating. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we call it a night then, and... Uh, Tune in again to think, see you all next. Huh? I think we need you to say what? thank you to Frank and Clint for putting on nah, a, what are they a great oh. effort. Who are they? <laughs> a big round of applause for you two. And actually, Fraser, who did a lot of work in the background, but um, on the day, yeah. Fraser, to get there somehow through like three trips and a long walk and being picked up by someone on the way and hitchhiking and like he managed to make it there carrying all loads of stuff on his dodgy shoulders his I, arms, absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> sense of self-preservation that man <laughs> actually i saw some of his pictures as well some amazing shots that he got yeah uh, there is if you if you're on facebook and you're not in there's a mini mini air show hangout or, or hidden valley hangout where people post often the, their videos about this thing in the mini, mini show thing. Check it out on Facebook, uh, Hidden Valley Hangout, I think it is, and Team Mini Air Show. So awesome. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks you all for listening in and tuning in and uh, putting up with this for yet another week. We'll be back again at the same time next week. Thanks to everyone who's joined us. We've got NJ, Andrew, Clinton. Clinton's still there, actually. Clinton? Yeah, I'm still here, still here. <laughs> uh, and on star so you have been listening to let's join up thank you very much au revoir, au revoir.